House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. You're back in the House of Mystery, and I'm at the controls, Al Warren, and uh, my co-host today is David Martinos. <laughs> <laughs> Trying it with someone. Yeah. And That's uh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So now we've got a very special guest uh, that's called all the way for, from Colombia, and um, his name is Jesus Ruiz Haneo. Yes. Thanks for being here, Jesus. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, and we've also got uh, Ron Chepsik, who is uh, the author or co-author of the book called The Real Mr. Big. How a Colombian Refu refugee became the United Kingdom's most notorious cocaine kingpin. Well, thank you for being here, Ron. Thank you, thank you, uh, Alan. So, so Ron, let's let's start with you here. How did you come across this this case uh, to write the book? Well, very interesting. I, I woke up one morning in May 2017, and first thing I do is I get my coffee, then I go, I go to the uh, computer and I check my mail, and I had this email in there, and uh, I could tell it was from, from England. I was saying, what am I getting an email from England? And it was the daughter of Jesus, and uh, she had written me a note and saying that, uh, that uh, her father knew about me, and uh, he was getting out of, out of prison uh, pretty soon, and would I be interested in, um, in writing uh, uh, a book with him? And I looked and I said, you know, who is this guy? You know, uh, Jesus Ruiz uh, Hinao, you know. And I looked at it and I was saying, so anyway, she had about five clips with it. And uh, so I, I, I clicked on the links and uh, that was kind of, you know, it was kind of amazing. Uh, the articles described this um, uh, uh, Colombian, uh, you know, he, he came to uh, the United Kingdom as sort of a, <laughs> a refugee. And uh, he had built this incredible network, uh, which at one time employed... Uh, probably 20,000 people, and uh, there was claims that he was the first uh, billion-pound cocaine kingpin in British history. And then I read an article, I read a, a comment by uh, one of the police officers describing him as, as the Pablo Escobar of, um, of uh, 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 United Kingdom cocaine trafficking. So that was enough to get me interested as a writer. I said, wow, and, and there was really nothing, you know, written about him. And this guy, um, um, Jesus, had, had stayed under the, under the radar. And so uh, I wrote back and I said, uh, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd be interested in talking with uh, Jesus about this. And so uh, um, he said, okay. And then uh, we arranged a, a phone conversation. He called me from prison. At the time, he was serving 18 years in the British uh, penitentiary. And we talked a little bit about that. She sent me some uh, sort of a diary that he kept, uh, which was quite interesting. And uh, and we said, okay, we're gonna, you know, uh, yeah, we, we we can work together on this thing. And uh, he he thought he was getting out early, but for some reason, and uh, you can check with uh, Jesus on this. Uh, the legal reasons uh, he kept getting delayed. And so it was like uh, 2019, and uh, I was pretty kind of pessimistic that he was going to get out. And one day he he got out and. Um, uh, next thing I know, he was back in Colombia. They deported him after after they released him, and uh, he was back in Colombia. And so uh, I wrote his daughter, and uh, I, you know, said uh, you know uh, what's going on is is he out? And 
and all that. And she said, yeah, she give some time to um, to acclimatize himself back to Colombia, and then we'll, we'll get together uh, with you. And so uh, we got together, and um, and uh, gave him some time to get used to freedom. And uh, we agreed that I would go to Colombia, and I would interview him, um, and we're going to do a book on that. And so um, uh, uh, I did that uh, in late January of, uh, of, of 2020, and it was very fortunate because it was just before COVID hit. In fact, the first cases were just breaking on that. So it was a very normal situation. And I went there, and for a week I interviewed uh, Jesus, and then um, I came back and um, had enough for a book, and I wrote a book proposal, and so that's how we, we got started. Pretty, pretty interesting uh, history there. Were you a little bit Were you a little bit nervous about going to Colombia and getting involved? No, no. I I I've been going to Colombia since uh, the late 1980s, and I've been there. And I've written extensively. I've written like three or four books on the Colombian drug trade, and I've written uh, numerous articles about it. And I was very familiar with with Bogota. Um, Colombia could be a dangerous place, but it's it's improved a lot since uh, Jesus's uh, heyday. Uh, it's it's gotten much more uh, calm around there, and uh, you know uh, I'm a journalist. Uh, I, you know these things you know don't bother me. person not involved with journalism, and so uh, no, I didn't feel anything. And I was in Bogota. We were in a hotel room, and um, and uh, we uh, worked together, and I got the information that I needed, and then went back home. So there was no problem on that. Hey Zeus, um, um, how, so, so tell us how you got in, involved in this kind of a lifestyle. Mm, I don't know. Since since I was a very young boy, I saw the people going around in expensive car, and then I realized that the market of the cocaine was the the, the way to make money. And then, I don't know, it's something you grow up with that, and you grow up between these people, and then you just gain all into this. He just grew up in Armenia, which is uh, you know, cocaine country. He grew up among cocaine. I mean, um, you know, the coca crop uh, was grown to make cocaine from, so it was, it was a very natural part of his life on that. And he grew up poor, too, you know, a large family, and uh, he saw the things that uh, the people were buying with uh, with the money they made from the cocaine trade, and um, and uh, he decided that he was going to get into it. So, Jesus, how did you um, deal with the success um, of, of becoming so big, becoming like the Mr. Big? Uh, at the beginning, it's really hard, because there's a lot of people jealous in this business. It's a lot of people to, to want to take you out of the way. Doesn't matter what they can do anything just to get out of the way. And in Colombia, uh, at that time, it was really hard to get it. You had to deal with a lot of criminal sicarios, especially because they don't they, they, they want to have the power. They don't want anyone to to, to get the power. And for that reason, since I was a very young boy, 17, 18 year old, I traveled to Europe just to share the market. And my first travel was to into Italy, and there I managed to get a new, very good contact with the Sicilian mafia. And from there I started. Then they they they, they brought me into London, 
Um, from there, the market was open market, very easy to 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 do business with the with this kind of business with cocaine. Um, I saw that I was looking around, I was looking to market, I saw the potential, and then I went back to Colombia, and then I just started my 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 career. <laughs> can say that. Mm. And uh, slowly, slowly, I was building up, building up, building up, because there was no, not really, no, no, not too much restriction, not too much uh, hard things to do. That was so easy, and slowly, slowly, that became so good. One, one of the things about Jesus is that he, he decided at a very early age uh, uh, not to mess with the United States. You know, he didn't want to deal with the United States dealing with trafficking. That's where most of the Colombians were, where we're going. You know, the Medellin cartel with Escobar, the Cali cartel with the Rodriguez Orwella brothers, uh, they were going to, uh, to the United States. He thought the, the, the laws there and the uh, opportunities wouldn't be as great if he went to, into Britain. And, uh, I think he, made, I think he made the right, the right decision because Britain was, a was an untapped mar- market, you know, well into the, uh, uh, 1990s. Yeah, and I guess, Jesus, you were probably not, were you not as scared as the, with the British uh, police or authorities when it come to that? At that time, I, I wasn't, I wasn't as scared of them. I was as scared of the Americans because I saw how the DAA, American, they working really hard in Colombia, and they, they, they managed to, to catch and to get anyone involved in this business. And on top of that, the um, Medellin cartel and Cali cartel, they were con- concentrated into the American market. And for that reason, I went into Europe. Spain at that time was a lot of people working in Spain. But my main, my main view was UK because of the prices. And at that time, I was not really Colombians working out there. And then when I went there, I just managed to learn a little bit of the, of the law and the police, how they doing, and they was really a lot, a lot, a lot behind of the Americans. And for that reason, I say this is the place to do the market. And I was no scared of them. Now they update into the Americans, but before of that, or early nineties, mid nineties, they were really, really behind. Um, and Jesus, how do you know um, who you can trust? In this kind of business, to build such a, an empire um, to work with, how how do you choose your, your your people you worked with? When the when the people come into the organization, they have to they normally they are low, uh, people to do very low jobs. They they come recommended and they can and they and we know all the family where the father all the family live. In, ca- in case they don't, they don't get a chance to disappear. And to trust them at the beginning is really hard. It's not easy. But when you get introduced to someone, a higher person, to be higher in the organization, has to be recommended and has to be trusted or has to be done something for someone before. But he's someone who just coming like new, new one. I never, I never, face, I never let them see my, see my face, or I never speak to them. I always send uh, a worker to try to do things with them till 
feel we can we can start trust a person, but it's not easy, really hard. Uh, the thing about Jesus is he operated like a CEO of a major corporation. Uh, he would vet people that came into the organization. He would check them out. He would go see who they're, where they're hanging out. He'd, he'd check out, uh, you know, their family, and uh, he would really vet them carefully before he would allow them into the into the organization. And uh, interestingly, uh, uh, trust was not an issue with uh, with uh, Jesus. Uh, you know, he he um, he was able to uh, to operate very efficiently uh, with 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 fellow um, with fellow um, um, gangsters, and, uh, and and was very successful from it. Jesus, did you keep um, a regular job while you were creating uh, your drug empire? Uh, at the beginning, yes. I was doing a regular job. I was doing. Uh, I was working in a coffee shop, and I was doing a bus driver, and I was doing a normal job. Uh, when when the business became too good, too big, that was impossible for me to keep my job, and I had to get out of the job and I start going around. But luckily, because I won uh, some kind of lottery there. I managed to have money around me, and when the police were checking on me, they they will they will notice that they will not. Uh, I already have money from a uh, San lottery win, and for that reason, that was good for me to to that was easy for me to leave the job and start running around like my own my own business, my own coffee shop. Yeah, finally, he uh, he just had to quit. I, I describe in a book where he's on the he's he's riding the bus and. He's, he's arranging these um, these uh, hundred thousand pound drug deals, and finally this became too much for him. He just said, uh, you know, "I'm going to have to quit and and focus full time on the uh, on the cocaine." But he enjoyed working, didn't you, Jesus? Yes, I was enjoying working. I really liked working. But then uh, I had to choose to choose uh, or carry on with my bus ride shop or do the cocaine, and I really choose the cocaine. Maybe mistake, maybe no, but I don't know. Too late now to to make to think about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and now I notice. Okay, so so you get out of prison, um, and you've been kind of laying low. Um, it, so, is there a reason you're sort of laying low or staying out of the limelight? Yeah, I have. Uh, okay, I, I, I coming out of prison. I'm very careful, yes. Uh, I'm running very low. I don't want people to see me. I don't want no one to find out who I am. And, uh, and I still really quiet. Most of the time, in indoors. Yeah. Uh, so, so what made you decide to um, get Ron and, and get together and write a book? Uh, when, I, when, I, when I noticed... And I noticed that I was in the news all around the world and BBC News 24 hours. Uh, when, I, when I saw all the newspaper around the world talking about me, I say, oh, this is massive. I think I'm going to start writing. I'm from inside prison. I start writing, writing, writing. And I was thinking, I'm going to write a book. Why not? I'm going to let the people go well, down, probably. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I just made the decision, and I say yes. I'm interested in that, and I'm going to do it. 
And for that reason, I start looking to to contact the, the ideal person to write my book, and then it's going to found a, a bone. Hmm. And so, so you, you had a family during this time? Uh, yes, I had family. And, and uh, how, how were they with everything? Uh, they are okay. They are okay. I, I keep it close to my family because uh, the one thing you really, really manage to appreciate and to value is the, the money. The, the, sorry, the, the family. The family. But uh, if no money can buy it, the love of the family. No money can do anything when you lose that. And I keep close to them. I manage to speak to them from patients, send letters to their hearts, everything. And I keep close to them. They is some of them still live in the UK, but are now in Colombia. But I keep close to them. Yeah, I, I, he explains that in the book. The big lesson that he learned that money can't buy everything, and that uh, you know the family is the most important thing. And he really regrets, you know, spending all those years apart from his family in prison because he's very close to his son and daughter and to his wife, Maria. And, and, and Ron, is there a subtext for the book? Is there some sort of uh, something that uh, what people can get out of this book? Like, what, what is the... You mean like Hemingway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, is, is there something yeah. besides, you know, during the... Well, I'll tell you, you know, it's like all the books that I write, I mean, you know, they all have the same ending. <laughs> you, know, you know, everybody gets caught. You know, they end up spending a lot of time in prison. So... I guess, you know, if, if there's a, a lesson, it's uh, crime does not pay. And I think that, uh, you know, uh, you, can, you can enjoy the moment. Yeah, and Jesus and did this. I mean, he went on, on these trips, uh, you know, uh, vacation trips where he spent 100,000 uh, pounds, you know, in a weekend and, uh, and all that. But eventually it's going to catch up with you. You know, eventually it's going to catch up with you. And that's what happened uh, to Jesus. Uh, he thought he had beaten the, beaten the game. He got out. He got out. He was out for six months, but then, because of the, uh, certain events, uh, he got caught up. Uh, the police started. Uh, we're, we're investigating him, and the next thing you know, he was arrested and uh, and uh, was convicted. You know, on that. And so I, I think there's, there's a lesson. It's like all my books is that you know crime doesn't pay in the long run. Yeah. Hey Zeus, what would you tell someone in the uh, in that same business nowadays? Would you give them advice? How can I get to trust someone? Uh, okay. This is a lot of times, and I, I think so many, many, many times in this business that people approach you to be a customer or to be in the organization. And to trust them is really, really hard. But I was abnormally... Uh, just uh, texting them. I just try to do, make them to do something else for the organization and see what's coming on. Because uh, it's a lot of police in, involved in this business. Uh, and they become in, in active in the organization, but when you trust them to do something specific, and they cannot do it. And then is when you realize this person is not good. 
and to and to manage to get the trash in the organization, they have to be willing to do anything. But in my organization, I never I never put any person in danger. I never use uh, violence against anyone. I never kill or murder anyone. I keep that way. I was only looking into do business, make money. That was my main point. And for that reason, I believe the heat didn't come on me for too long, because as soon as no, is no, is no murder around, is no people killing or stabbing because of this business. Uh, uh, the heat stay away from us. <clears throat> and and uh, the thing about Jesus is, is that in this really cutthroat business, he didn't carry a gun, and uh, which is quite amazing because in Chapter 3 of the book, I talk about the Sicarios, and uh, Jesus mentioned them earlier. Uh, the Sicarios were contract killers. I mean, they made their money from killing people. And, um, and uh, Jesus got, got involved with them. He almost got killed. And uh, that was one of the reasons why he had to leave the country was because his life was in danger uh, because of them. But he still, you know, did not carry a gun, and he believed in the power of persuasion, you know, the power of his words uh, to uh, convince people to do things that he wanted them to do. Jesus, what do you feel about the, the war on drugs uh, that that's going on around the world? I don't know. I think so that is a war that never ends. I believe the governments and the police will never win that. The only things, the only things, I've been involved in this business for so long. I saw how people come addicted to drugs, but I saw many people as well getting out of the drugs. And I believe I was in prison for so long. I saw how drugs is available inside British prison at every, every moment. But I believe it's all about education. You can see in Colombia is not the addiction that is everywhere in the world. In Colombia, if people take drugs, yes, but they don't become like junkies. They don't become uh, in the addiction too heavy because it's people grow up between them. I grow up between the cocaine plants. I grow up between the cocaine everywhere around my home and my farm everywhere. I never use I never use drugs because I'm well aware what it is. But when the people doesn't know what that may that, that can make to them, that will destroy them, is when they become into the addiction. But he, we, the government educated the population properly, they will become aware of it. How has this changed you? How it changed me? Yeah, the whole experience of of being in in the business and. <laughs> going to jail and coming out of it, when you look back at it, what do you think um, the biggest change to you personally? I think the biggest change for me is now from outside because I was there. I was inside very heavy and I was doing everything there and now from outside after the prison, I was thinking this for many, many months inside prison is because we have to give you a hand. We have to track the people who get into into the, the addiction is by a, a health problem, including medication. And now I saw from outside that this is bad. This is bad. This is really, really destroyed family, destroyed people. And um, shame me a lot because now I managed to, to, to see the light properly. 
and and try to give it a hand, extend my hand to people who are in addition. I try to give them advice. And luckily, after I leave the prison a year ago, I managed to get one person out of the drugs. He's still smoking now, but no drugs at the moment. Okay. Great. Now, I noticed it says in your bio here that you um, actually tried to um, broker a deal of a million pound cocaine uh, from behind bars. Yes. That was something, something really stupid. That was a big mistake. But because you are, when you, when you are in prison, you, you have to take your goals there. That is, that is, you have to, whenever you say something, you have to make sure it's done. Otherwise, you will, you will leave respect in prison. And in prison, people can take you for a job or anything. And I had to stand on my ground. And one day, I was joking around, and I said to someone, I can do this, I can do that. That person contacted another person, another Colombian doctor. The Colombian started talking, and then I heard them talking, say to another group of people there in prison, oh, Jesus is always talking shit. He's always in big mouth. I was losing my respect, and I said, listen, I can do, and I'm not talking shit. And I, and I sent someone into Colombia to contact, to speak to one of my contacts in here, for uh, for uh, for to provide the parcel, and then is when the police coming into us. Mm. What was it like um, living in jail for so long? Like, how was it for you? Uh, to do this to this business for so long. Mm, I don't know. Really, it's something you don't realize. This is the time pass on, um, year to year to year, and, and I, did, I, did, I, did, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize when you are involved in this, I, I don't, I, I don't, you don't think properly. You just, you just see money, 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 and I said, you don't think, oh, this is see, I'm going to lose this, I'm going. You don't feel scared or nothing. You just get involved in that, and you don't, don't care about anything. Just money, 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 counting millions and millions of pounds all the time, and that is the only thing, on the time goes, 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 goes. When then you realize they are on you, it's too late, nothing you can do. So if you had a chance to go back in time, would you do, would you do it all over again? Mm, that is a really hard question. Uh, through, through this business, through my life this business, I have helped Hundreds of people. I didn't. I didn't just use the money to to be greedy. I had orphanage in, in, in even in Colombia. I, I had orphanage with hundred children, and I provide them with medicine, clothes, everything they need, food, everything they need. And I was helping many people in Central America, in London, even people who merely to to lose their houses. And um, if I look into this. For that, I will say yes, I will do again, help people. But if I look into this, for what I destroy, because I, I destroy many families, I will never do it. I will never have thinking on that. I will I will go back to the, the, the time and I will say never do that. Uh, Jesus started an orphanage 
uh, that's what he's talking about in um, in um, Colombia to help uh, young kids uh, that uh, didn't have anything going for them, and the, the orphanage is still still operating. Oh, so, what do you want to do with the rest of your life now? I really, I'm an old man now. I really now I'm thinking it was to have my own piece of land, uh, have my own garden, and there are things, have my own dog, and enjoy my life. Uh, just be relaxed, be cool every day, and and I spend the time with my wife, and she can't believe to stay with me. And that is what I think it to do. Uh. He wants he wants to be a, a movie star too. <laughs> he wants, <laughs> yes. he wants, uh, he wants our, our book to make it to make it uh, as a film like I do, and we have we've had some interest in it um, already. Books are out yet, and we've had some interest in it on that. But uh, yes. it's an amazing story, and, um, well, and yeah. hopefully something will develop from that. Did, did, so. Ron, when you wrote this book and went through and talked to him and stuff like that, was there anything um, that really stuck out for you? Well, it was just, uh, you know, uh, uh, for, for a period there in the book when I was, you know, researching it, you know, I was thinking to myself, God, I mean, uh, he really took chances there for, for a period with, with the Sicarios, didn't you, uh, Jesus, with the Sicarios? Um, yeah, they wanted they wanted to kill certain people, and he wouldn't let them out of principle, and uh, that irritated them. But he had the right contacts, the right people that supported him within the Sicario community, and that was prevented. But eventually, they would have probably killed him. Uh, you know, they probably would have killed him because he was a liability to the organization, and that's why and that's why um, Jesus had to had to leave uh, had to leave Colombia because for his own safety. On that, and he and he did leave, and um, it worked out, you know, okay. I mean, for him, he he developed one of the biggest cocaine trafficking organization in the United Kingdom history. Yeah, hey Zeus. So, whatever happened to the uh, to your organization after you got arrested and you were put in jail and all that stuff? What, what happened to a lot of the other people involved? Um, did it all fall apart? Uh, normally, that happens. Yes. Someone, someone tried to take control, fell apart, but in my case, about 34 people were arrested. Some in Colombia, some in Spain, and about 17 or 19 in UK. And for that reason, yes, and for that reason, they, 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 they fell apart. Um, some of the, of the big people, one of them, the big man who used to provide me with tons of cocaine, he, he was, he was, because but he, felt, he wanted to take the power or everything, um, for that reason he got murdered by the Sicarius, because they don't want, they, they don't let the people to, sometimes they don't want someone to take the power, they, they, they want to keep their power. Um, for that reason, uh, about a year after I was arrested, he got murdered by them. Wow. The, uh, the total, uh, there were 34 people convicted for 350 years in prison. <laughs> that's how, yeah. that's how big the organization. That's how big the organization was, and uh, the British intelligence uh, uh, said that uh, the price of cocaine jumped 50 percent after Jesus was uh, locked up. 
that's the kind of impact he had on the cocaine market. In, uh, in yeah, it's true. I used, I used to sell the kilo of cocaine at 23,000 pounds. And uh, about a month or two months later, I was arrested. The price grew up to 30, 35,000 pounds per kilo. Oh, so it's your fault for that, too. <laughs> wow uh, so that's, that's quite a life you've had uh, what do you hope people get out of your book yeah. well, mm. a good read for one thing you know that they'll be entertained for for uh, how many hours it takes to uh, to read the book and uh, you know it's an amazing life I mean he's you know he's very very quiet now he suits Living a quiet life, but uh, you know he he lived several lifetimes in one lifetime, you know, doing what he did, and uh, and the fact that that he was able to run this this empire. I mean, twenty he had twenty thousand estimated twenty thousand people working for him. Um, he had probably uh, just about a hundred in uh, in the UK, and and uh, about twenty thousand in in, in Colombia doing all kinds of things, money laundering, getting the drugs, everything on that sort of thing. So. Uh, it was quite an amazing, quite an amazing life, and uh, I'm just I'm glad I had the opportunity uh, to to share it, you know, with the public by writing the book, because uh, it, you know, it's it really it literally wrote itself because it's such an interesting book, and there's so many twists and turns in his life that uh, it makes for a, I think a great great read. Well, great, and and so Jesus, who's going to star as you in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, in the in the book, the book is is all the information. The book, I believe, become very well. I just spend many, many days, nights, months writing everything, and everything is there. Additional information is fantastic. Did you ever worry about uh, backlash from people that are still in the cocaine? Uh, world or business? Uh, a little bit, but I don't think so, because I have no enemies. I don't owe money yeah, to yeah, anyone. He's just, he's just never killed anybody. You know, he, he, people don't have long memories about that. I mean, he, you know, he, no, nobody's out for revenge against him, you know, because of that. But putting the book out yeah. doesn't, doesn't uh, give out any sort of information that someone might be cross at? Mm. I don't. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's a bit, essentially Jesus' story about how he did it, you know. And um, <laughs> the story of people in uh, the people involved there, they were they were they were behind me. They were working for me. The only main person there that was me, and I don't think so. I don't. I don't get all, any other organi organization involved. It's only my organization. I don't think so. It's not, it's not going to affect anything. Wow. Okay, yep. so now, now, Ron, where is the book going to be available, and is it out well, now? Is the book is, um, uh, is going to be, there's an e-book right now, uh, but the print book will be out, and this will be the official launch of the book, will be April 20th. And after April 20th, it will be available everywhere. You know, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, uh, bookstores. It's going to be sold in the United Kingdom as well as the United States. And uh, we're hoping to get uh, the book uh, 
Spanish rights their book sold uh, pretty quickly because there's, there's great information on Colombia. It's, it's a very unique story dealing with a uh, Colombian kingpin in um, in the UK rather than the US on that. So just look for it. Just go on Amazon and um, and you'll see it on there. The real Mr. Big, and uh, and uh, you can you can buy it. Okay, and you have a website as well, right? Too. Yeah, uh, I have a website. It's www.ronchepesiuk.com. People can connect with me on Facebook on that, and um, I'm not so active on Twitter, but uh, but they can connect with me on uh, on Facebook. Yeah. Well, yes. it's been a pleasure. So now, uh, Jesus, um, we wish you the best, and uh, we thank you for coming on and, and kind of giving us a preview of your new book. Yes, you're very welcome. Great. And thank you, Ron. Yeah, thank, and thank you, Alan. The book is called The Real Mr. Big, How a Colombian Refugee Became the United Kingdom's Most Notorious Cocaine Kingpin. Thanks for being here, guys. Okay, thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Jesus. Okay. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.